Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey everybody, welcome to, back to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast, the greatest music podcast ever made. Who would this, have- is a, this is a very exciting thing. Um, so much emotion behind this. Uh, this podcast has been great. It's been great for me uh, mentally um, in dealing with uh, my uh, depression that has yet to be <laughs> diagnosed officially, <laughs> right, but yeah. everyone tells me that I am. So, uh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know about you, but it's been great for me, man. Well, I know something that cured your depression last week. How Oof. how awesome was it to talk to Scott Page from Pink oh. Floyd, dude? Pink Floyd. That was and amazing. This this podcast has been an amazing opportunity for us to get to talk to some really cool people. Um, every interview that we do is is amazing. Um, all the interviews that you do that I'm jealous of that I wish I could sit in on. Um, but you know, I, I'm just I'm, I'm thankful for you, man. I'm thankful for this podcast and anyone who's listening to the podcast. Thank you for continuing to do that. Um, and showing us your support. That means a lot. It really does. Yeah. Um, we also, we're coming down. I told you shortly before we got started, I've been on an emo- an emotional roller coaster this whole week. Um, this past Sunday uh, or sa- Saturday, it was Saturday. This past Saturday, we had the opportunity to do an online meet and greet with CJ Ramon yes. of the Ramones. Yes. And uh, just so cool getting to talk to him. Uh, hopefully we can get him to come on the show and talk. Uh, about music and aliens and uh, his time in the Ramones and um, you know that would be awesome. So uh, you know we'll see how that works out. But uh, well, I just want to give I, I just want to give a, a big shout out to Cody Langley. He, yes, uh, he runs the operates the YouTube channel called when, um, Popular Opinion (PLP). Yeah, Popular Opinion, and he does everything based on the little pop figures that you see in like Walmart and you know stores yeah. all, all, all around the universe. So um, That's right. he had a, a guest, uh, um, Sherry, who's a Max model, um, mm-hmm. and she had extra tickets to, to that um, meet yeah. and greet. So we want to thank her very much uh, and, and, and Cody. So make sure you check him out. He's on YouTube. Just go to uh, YouTube.com slash popular opinion. So, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. Thanks, Cody, for, for doing that, man. That uh, means a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, plus to, you know a lot about uh, um, the Ramones. So I'm like, who's better than than you to actually? You yeah, know, I mean, because I knew you wanted to meet him. I'm like, I gotta get my boy to, you know, I mean, yeah, make make one of his go through. Yeah. Oh yeah, what an amazing opportunity to sit and talk with a living legend. Um, even though like some people are like, well, he wasn't one of the original Ramones. Like, no, but dude, he filled in for Dee Dee, and he like took. Uh, he filled those shoes and oh my gosh, what a pair of converse that he, that he had to fill, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the, the opportunity to come in and, and, uh, join the Ramones. And, uh, he was in the Ramones up until the very end. And, uh, yeah. what comes- an amazing opportunity to get to have a conversation with somebody, uh, who was really, really close and tight with, uh, the members of the band. It, it's just, it, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to ask. I was right. nervous. I was like, kind of like, oh crap! What do I don't even I haven't even thought about what I'm going to ask. I'm just going to get on here and blurt something out. But I saw 
right before um, we uh, they called me on to do it because, like, for those of you who don't know, the virtual meet, which was totally a, a new experience for me. Oh yeah, me too. Um, like it, they they kind of hold you backstage, um, so to speak, uh, and then just kind of send you an alert or like a request to bring you in right. um, to do it. So you get a notification that you're being brought in. Turn on your microphone, unmute your mic, or um, yeah, unmute your mic, turn on the camera, and uh, you know you pop on there. So right before all this is happening, I'm sitting in the backstage area, I guess, and I'm looking through his Instagram, and he's like. Talk, he's promoting the meet and greet and he's like, let's talk about music. Let's talk about the Ramones. Heck, let's talk about uh, things that really interest me like aliens. And I was like, oh, cool. He's an aliens guy. I can't wait to talk about aliens with him. So <laughs> they popped up on there and I was, you know, I was like, hey, man, it's a pleasure to meet you. This is an awesome opportunity. I'm not going to ask you about music. <laughs> and uh, he was like, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. And, uh, I was like, I was like, I, I saw on your Instagram, you really are into aliens. I just want to know what is your favorite, like alien documentary that you've watched? Cause I love documentaries. Allie loves watching documentaries. And uh, recently she's been asking some questions about like, what are some good Mar um, not Marvel um, uh, alien documentaries. We got Marvel on the brain too. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, and, you know, he told me, he gave me some suggestions, really cool guy. Um, we had the premium thing. So we got to do like another round and yeah. uh, they actually brought me and James in at the same time because we told them we were co-hosts of a podcast and they were like, yeah. well, do you want to bring James on? I was like, heck yeah, dude, bring him on. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. So we kind of got to talk at the same time and ask him and, um, you know, we brought up bringing him onto the show. So yeah. hopefully that works out. That would be so cool. Um, and even and own. even Sherry, um, Sherry Nelson for for yeah. um, because the maximum model, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she said we were the highlight of their uh, of their whole you know thing because we asked them so so much of the, uh, good questions. You bought the alien questions, and I had to I had to ask him about meeting uh, I'm working with um, Marty Friedman for Megadeth. You know, one of my all time favorite bands. So um, so yeah, are you there? Yep, I'm sorry. Okay, I, yeah, you cut out for a second there. Yeah, I, I don't know what my internet's doing today, but you know whether I'm back. But um, all good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, let's uh let's get into today's podcast. Yeah, um, man. Oh, so, oh, before we get to that, I got to tell you something. Uh, my my roller coaster of a week. Oh yeah. You got to hear. Yeah. Man, this is this, so we're talking about. We just talked with CJ Ramon. Um, yesterday was Monday. Uh, get to work. Get back from lunch. Uh, my manager calls us to uh, has a meeting with us, you know, in, in the shop. I work at a body shop. If you guys didn't know, calls us into uh, this meeting. We all we're all sitting around, and he's like, "All right, guys, I just want to give you a heads up. Just a little uh, notification here that uh, John Harris Body Shops has been purchased by Gerber Collision. So the family-owned uh, body shop business that I worked for is no longer." Uh, a, a family-owned business. They were purchased by Gerber Collision, um, and uh, so now, <laughs> now I don't work for John Harris Body Shops anymore. I work for Gerber Collision, and uh, it officially goes into effect uh, the 28th, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yesterday, I was spinning with like questions and like, what's going to happen? Like, what all is going to change? Do I still have a job? What you know? Right. And uh, you guys know um, my, you know. Uh, my beliefs and um, my standpoint on faith and things like that. So, you know, I just kind of sat back for a minute and I was like, all right, look, look, I didn't apply for this job um, in the first place. I didn't uh, 
they approached me about working there just from my previous experience working for a paint store. For some reason, they just they had to have me. And uh, I kind of gave it all over and was like, you know what? If this is what's meant to be, you know, I'm a big I'm a big uh, proponent of like things happen um, for a reason, not by chance. Right. And uh, kind of like turned it over and was like, you know what? If this is supposed to happen, let it happen. And it did. And I've been with the company for five and a half years now. And then this happened yesterday. So kind of same situation, kind of stepped back. and was like, all right, whatever. You know what? Turning this over. And if I'm supposed to stay here, I, I was obviously brought here for a reason. I don't know what that reason is. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. And they, uh, our new boss came today um, with uh, the owner of John Harris Body Shops. And uh, his name's John Harris. Uh, and he uh, kind of met with everybody and kind of answered some questions and you know after, once it was over and Allie could tell I came home for lunch and I today and I was like this sucks man I'm really like doubting this whole thing I don't know what what I need to do do I need to go find another job like I, I they're gonna come in and change so many things that I finally like liked about going to work and um and just like every, I just had this like peace over me I guess and like this kind of like weight lifted off my shoulders whenever we got done and uh, called Allie whenever I left work and just told her what happened and how things went down. And uh, I feel a lot better about it. So Good. a lot of this. Uh, and then we're also going to Disney World later this week. So oh, like, you'll be doing that more, more often, right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, and yeah. I'm going to go literally ride some roller coasters. Um, but yeah. But you'll uh, get on one emotionally too. So you'll get the, like, the best of yeah. both worlds probably. I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it's it it is what it is. I also also I've lost seven pounds since Memorial Day. Yes. Um. In my I talked about it briefly in one of our previous episodes. I was kind of right. like eating a little bit healthier and cutting out a lot of sugar, exercising, um, things like that. Drinking my coffee black and uh, yeah, I've lost seven pounds since Memorial Day. So like, and I found that out Sunday. So yeah, highs and lows and in betweens. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, here we are. And, um, but, uh, you know, this podcast helps me get through that as well. Um, and, uh, super excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, but, uh, before, before we get to that, James, do you want to talk about, uh, things that happened on this day in music? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Awesome. Let's do it, man. Um, so yeah, uh, today, uh, June 28th on, uh, in 1959, Bobby Darren was at number one on the UK singles chart with Dream Lover, a great song. Mm. Awesome cover by the Misfits as well. Um, the American singer's first UK number one, which featured Neil Sedaka on piano, also reached number two on the US charts. Also on this day uh, in 1968, Pink Floyd released their second album, A uh, Saucer Full of Secrets in the UK. Uh, it is both the last Pink Floyd album on which Sid Barrett would appear and the only studio album to which all five original band members contributed. Uh, the album's sleeve was designed by Hypnogesis. Hypnogesis? Sure. Uh, a company formed by the band's friends uh, Storm Thorgerson and Aubrey Poe Powell, um, who were paid um, 110 euros for their efforts. I don't know what the conversion of that would be. Uh, anyway... Um, also in 1975, the Eagles started a five-week run. Also, uh, going back just to Pink Floyd, stay tuned for some pretty exciting things we got coming up. Uh, just a little nugget there. Uh, yeah, 1975, the Eagles started a five-week run at number one on the U.S. album chart with their fourth studio album, One of These Nights. Uh, the album, which became their breakthrough album, released three U.S. top singles, Lion Eyes, which won a Grammy, 
uh, Take It to the Limit, another Ooh, wonderful song. song. Yeah. Um, and also the title track, uh, One of These Nights. Um, 1986, Wham! were at number one on the UK singles chart with their fourth and final UK number one, Edge of Heaven. Uh, also on that same day, uh, Wham! played their farewell concert uh, in front of 80,000 fans at Wembley Stadium uh, in London. Um, coming back to Pink Floyd, uh, the album uh, Dark Side of the Moon spent its 150, no, excuse me, I read that wrong, spent its 1,000, 1,000, 56th week yes on the u.s album chart uh it was rumored at the time that if the album was played while watching the wizard of oz movie uh and it started exactly when the mgm lion roared the third time during the movie's intro very interesting connections could be made between the two i haven't done that yet my I, sister has done it i haven't either but but, but yeah. i did buy the buy the vinyl record dark line you did yeah very nice. Yeah, so maybe, maybe I've got to try the Wizard of Oz maybe, thing. Maybe I'll try to sync it up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1997, Puff Daddy and Faith Evans started a three-week run at number one on the UK singles chart uh, with "I'll Be Missing You," um, released song. in memory of fellow Bad Boy Records artist Notorious B.I.G., yeah. uh, who was murdered on March 9th, 1997. Mm. Uh, the song sampled the melody of the Police hit "Every Breath You Take," uh, another wonderful song. Right. Both songs, great. Yeah. Um, also in 1997, Radiohead went to number one on the UK album chart with their third album, OK Computer. The British group's first self-produced album later appeared in many critics' lists and listener polls for Best Album of the Year and also won a Grammy for Best Alternative Music Performance. A great album yeah, oh yeah. from Radiohead. Yeah. Um, jump forward a little bit to 2012 lamb of god frontman randy blythe was arrested before the band's scheduled show at Prague's hard rock cage you remember when this happened yes yes uh and charged with manslaughter uh the incident from which blythe was charged reportedly took um excuse me sorry um reportedly took uh place in 2010 at the band show at club abaton in Prague. according to reports a fan jumped on stage where a tussle ensued uh which the fan was injured uh, the fan later died, reportedly as a result of those injuries. Very sad. Um, but I remember when all that happened as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think since then, he has since been, you know, uh, released and everything has been uh, kind of worked out. But um, yeah, that is today's This Day in Music. I actually have his, had his, have his biography on, on what it was like during that time in the, uh, in the jailhouse. And it's called really? Dark Days. Yeah, Dark Days by um, R- R- Randy Bly. Um, yeah. You know, like like you said, vocalist for Lamb of God. I haven't read it yet, but I'm extremely excited to get into the book and find out yeah. what it was like over there. Yeah, man, so, I, I can't yeah. imagine like just the being held responsible for something accidental, right? Yeah, you know, right. like really sad and like hate it for the the guy's family and everything. But oh yeah, yeah, but we got him know, back. Got we got him back. So, but um. But yeah, so that that was that was today's uh, the stay in music. Hope you guys enjoyed it. So, what about TikTok? Okay, so the the uh, uh, the title of this episode really kills me, and you came up with it. And I, I, you know, I just want to ask you more about it because I don't know. You know, it's the great uh, pop punk revival. Thanks, TikTok. Yeah. So, what, can you? What we're gonna learn about today? Is something very near and dear to my heart, and no, I don't mean TikTok. I mean <laughs> pop punk. Okay, <laughs> uh, I am, I am, I am very anti TikTok. Just like I cannot, I, I shouldn't say anti. Like if you're into it, cool, whatever, man. That whatever floats your boat, that's fine. 
It's not for me. Right. I don't feel maybe it's because I'm getting old. Uh, I'm almost 30 now. Maybe it's just because I'm like, you know what? I don't want to have to download another social media thing to keep up with. Right. Um, when I could just watch like the highlight reel on YouTube. Yeah, or right. Exactly. You right. know, or like if someone sends me a funny but, one, oh, that's great. Thank you for sending me that. But, you know, oh, okay. So I've heard a lot of people say that it's good for businesses, just like podcasting and other businesses. Yeah. Because I get your name really out there. I've so heard I, that. I might experiment with TikTok. Not a big fan of it either, but yeah. from what I from what I uh it's it's very addictive. You will be on there for Yeah, oh yeah. I promise my, you, buddy, you'll be addicted My uh, my thirteen year old niece is really into it. My twelve yeah. year she's twelve. Yeah. My twelve year old niece is really into it. Uh and you know what? That's perfect. Perfect right. for her. Right. I'm not interesting enough to be on TikTok. Like there's nothing either. about my life that right. would interest uh, interest a twelve year old. <clears throat> That would be like, oh, I've got to see what Uncle Blake's up to today. There, like, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, she'll fund me. She'll show me like funny TikToks every now and then, and it's cool. Like, you know, she's getting to that age where it's like she doesn't really want to hang out with me anymore, and that's fine. You know, yeah. my nephew's way past that. Oh, um, no. Talk about my nephew a good bit because he is like one of the reasons that I'm kind of passionate about what we're talking about okay, today. Good. Um, so we'll get to that. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I just have no, I have no interest in TikTok. TikTok has no interest in me. And that's fine. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm a big pop punk fan. You know, we've talked multiple times about how my three favorite bands. All right, ready? The Misfits, okay? Misfits. Punk rock band. Got to be your number one. Yep, Misfits. Yeah. Uh, a Day to Remember. Pop okay. punk hardcore mixture. Right. And then you have Blink-182. Right. The, you know, reigning kings of pop punk. Um, so, punk in some form is a big part of my life. Whether that's pop punk, hardcore punk, horror punk, it doesn't matter. Right. Any um, kind of punk. Any any form of punk, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. Right. And uh, the, the pop punk movement has had, also had a roller coaster of an experience in the last two decades, right? Um, and what we're starting to see now is this revival of, of pop punk. It's making a comeback. And in coming back in the oddest and most unexpected excuse me unexpected form that I could have ever imagined if you would have told me 20 years ago that this was going to happen I would have said you're a crazy person what are you smoking <laughs> right you know? and uh it's but at the same time it's exciting to learn about and to like know that there's a whole new generation of kids who are getting into some of these bands that we grew up listening to right and you know, kind of like, you know how history repeats itself and it, it it's very evident in music. There's a lot of things that just make a comeback in some form. And I'm, I'm so excited that it's finally pop punk's time to make a comeback. It's a, um, it's a funny you should mention that because on our, on our Instagram account at when words fail podcast, you can type it down in Instagram and that shows right up. Uh, you have a, uh, <laughs> it's funny because you're, um, <laughs> the, the thing that you, for, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, we he, he just uploaded a a, a um, post of a Toy Story picture, right? With all these yeah. Buzz Lightyears, and on the yeah. top of it, it's featuring Travis Barker and all the all, all of the yeah. other ones. Yeah, that that's just great. Yeah. So it's the scene. I believe it's from Toy Story too. Too right. Uh, yeah. They go to the toy store and they see all the Buzz Lightyear toys like lined up yeah. and uh, 
you know, it's like the so the meme is all the all of them lined up in their boxes and it's featuring Travis Barker, featuring Travis Barker, <laughs> and uh, like pop punk these days or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it's true, it it really is because, uh, and we're 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 gonna get to that. And why is Travis Barker featured on every song? Right. And uh, it it's it's cool to see because he's, he's my man. favorite drummer. He's, He's yeah, a, he's, he's, a, he's he's a he's a supreme being, you know. Yeah, he is. Um, he's doing a lot for the 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 comeback, and I I'm very 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 excited to get into that. My iPad just died, and I thought I had it charged up, so I'm gonna switch back over to the notes on my phone. Okay, um, where we can really get into this thing. So, cool. but um, yeah. Uh, so I found this on uh, loudwire.com. Um. A nice little intro to this episode. It says, uh, you uh, might have heard everyone raving and rejoicing that pop punk is finally back. Uh, a new generation of teenagers are reviving the genre's beloved years through viral trends on TikTok, uh, while artists such as Machine Gun Kelly and All Time Low uh, storm the mainstream front. Uh, while critics will dispute that it never really died, no one's asking how it even survived gatekeepers allegations and breakups pop punk has barely made it out alive and it's true uh, what we're going to get into is all the uh ups and downs that pop punk has seen over the past 20 years right and kind of like what forms it has taken uh to still be relevant but just not in the public eye like it is right now right okay well so, so that may i ask you one question before we get going yeah. Now I read the the title as the great pop punk revival. Thanks TikTok. Like, oh my god, you did it, you know. So, or you can read it like, thanks TikTok. Which one do you read the dead right now? Uh, thanks TikTok. Oh, okay, yes, <laughs> yes. So, and we're gonna get into that. Okay, we'll we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into why why TikTok is responsible for this uh this new life that's been breathed into. Uh, pop punk. All right, I can start out with the with the first paragraph. Yeah, go ahead, man. I'm sorry, my my iPad dying through oh, for a loop here, but I've got oh. it pulled up on my phone, so oh. I should be good. Okay, you're good. You're good. Um, everyone remembers the punk, the pop punk classic in the early 2000s, whether it's Blink One Eight Two, immature, fun, and sometimes melodramatic vibes, or Paramore's fast and upbeat ry- ry- rhythms. Pop punk was a mainstream of its time. It was the genre of teen angst and partying. You'd hear it everywhere, from movies to, co- to commercials, but over time, its popularity uh, warned in favor of other genres of music, such as hip hop and pop. Lately, pop punk has been uh, seeing a revival of sorts. A few releases from the genre have topped billboards, while several rappers have been dipping their toes in the in the genre with a song or two. It's safe to say people are showing an interest in pop punk once more, which is true. Yeah, I, and gone are the days whenever Blink One Eighty Two would talk about having sexual relations with dogs or people's grandfathers. Um, singing about farts and uh, wieners and uh, right. those, you know, those days are gone and you know, it's probably good. It, it's probably that it's good that we're not still there. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, I, there's times where I do miss those, those days. Um, it's, there's a great live album from Blink-182 um, called, 
oh man, what is that live album called? I can't. Oh, the Mark Tom and Travis show. I just sorry, I it totally slipped my mind for some reason. Um, but uh, they have like so it's like it's a live album. They play their live songs, and then you know that like they have like the banter kind of after the songs, and it's like Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLong like picking on each other, and it's right. just so funny to listen to. And I miss those days. But like Blink One Eighty Two did a lot for the emo genre as well. Like their self titled album was a totally different sound for them. There were no funny songs. There's no songs about, you know, things that they used to sing about. They were more serious. And uh, it did a lot for this, the emo wave that happened, you know, almost 20 years ago. Right. Um, and kind of like now we're seeing, you know, the emo punk pop is not really there anymore. And it's going into more of a thing. And it's just, I don't know. But then it's kind of coming back. It's weird. This is a weird fr- time frame that we live in, but it's also very exciting. Okay, uh, for yeah, people like right yeah right um but before we get into all that let's go back to the origins real quick just to kind of know where pop punk got started all right um so pop punk is a rock music genre uh, that combines the textures and fast tempos of punk rock with the melodies of chord progressions and of power pop um it is defined for its emphasis on traditional pop song craft uh and adolescent and anti-suburbia themes and it is distinguished from other punk variant genres by drawing more heavily from the 1960s pop rock uh, and the music of bands such as the Beatles, the Kinks, and the Beach Boys. Um, pop punk has evolved throughout history, absorbing elements of new wave, college rock, ska, rap, emo, uh, and boy bands. And it is sometimes viewed interchangeably with power pop and skate punk. Um, the, the genre emerged in the late 1970s with groups such as the Ramones, uh, the Undertones, Buzzcocks, Bad Religion, and the Descendants. Um, followed in the 1980s and early 1990s by a host of bands signed to Lookout Records, including Screeching Weasel, The Queers, and Mr. T Experience. Um, in the mid to late 1990s, the genre saw a massive widespread popularity increase with bands like Green Day, The Offspring, and Blink-182. Uh, the genre was further popularized by the Warp Tour. R.I.P. to the Warp Tour. Yeah. Um, pop punk success continued in the early 2000s with artists like Avril Lavigne, Sum 41, Good Charlotte, and Newfound Glory. After the 2000s, pop punk acts were largely indistinguishable from artists tagged as emo to the extent that emo crossover acts such as Fall Out Boy and Paramore popularized a punk, uh, excuse me, a punk pop style dubbed emo pop. Um, you still with me? Oh yeah. Uh, by the <laughs> by, the 2010s, pop, uh, pop punk's mainstream popularity had waned, with rock bands and guitar centric music becoming rare on dance fused uh, pop radio. In the two in the 2020s, pop punk began experiencing a resurgence with various acts such as Machine Gun Kelly, Mod Sun, and Youngblood. We're gonna get to all that in just a little bit here. Um, because Machine Gun Kelly is to thank big time too um, right. for this this new thing. Okay, so let me ask you a question before you go on. Yeah, emo pop is emotional pop. Is that what the what the uh, yeah what the okay yeah. okay perfect. So there was so let's go back to 2007 for okay. a minute here. All right. Um, all right, so emo is big. We, running we've rampant, got, yeah. <laughs> we've got, yeah, 2007 to 2010, the emo was crazy big. Uh, yeah, a lot of that with, had to do with spe- the success of... My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance. Yeah. 2006, the Black Parade comes out. Um, blew up, uh, yeah. Yeah, blew up. Uh, Green Day was kind of like 
Green Day has always been a punk band to me, but Green Day's American Idiot album was loved by the emo community, uh, mainly just for the fashion and then the the lyrics. Like, just you know, Boulevard Broken Dreams is a right. is a great punk song, yeah. uh, even though it's like in halftime yeah. and uh, it's very emo sounding. But like, <laughs> you know, American Idiot is a wonderful, wonderful punk album. Um, and uh, so you you got Green Day, you've got uh my chemical romance which has a lot of punk elements in that as in their their music as well um and then fallout boy starts getting really big paramore is really big um panic at the disco so there's a there's an emo thing going on but like if you if you dissect the music there's a lot of uh, pop punk elements in there okay um and it just kind of got popular and just like kind of started taking off a little bit. The warp tour has all these bands touring together, traveling the the country and just, uh, it, it, it's growing. It's, it's spreading like wildfire. Um, then kind of the emo thing kind of got old and it just kind of started fading out Their Their music started to change. A lot of that is evident in uh fallout boy and Paramore more than anybody, I believe. Uh, just listening to the decline of not, I shouldn't say decline. If you're into it, you're into it. For me, it was a decline because I just I couldn't get into it. Right. Um, but uh, Paramore kind of got softer. It was more radio friendly, I guess. Uh, and Fallout Boy, the same thing. It wasn't as heavy. There's not as many guitars. There's no live drums anymore. And right. at the time, I was like, "This is a joke, man. Come on." Yeah, because yeah, you're a drummer, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a drummer, and you know, now. I want the I want the drums in there. Yeah, and it's just I wasn't into it, but now you can kind of see where some of that was just kind of like laying the uh, groundwork for what was going to come in about ten or fifteen years, and uh, to where we're kind of at now, and where how a lot of that is just fused together so naturally that we forget that it used to be two totally different genres, right? Um. So yeah, uh, but in two thousand uh, in two thousand three, this is a great little uh, quote that I found here. Um, so in two thousand three, in an interview uh, with Buzzcocks uh, guitarist Steve Diggle, um, he would suggest that punk had become a huge umbrella, stating that quote, "and fair to pl- uh, and fair play to bands like Green Day and stuff. You know, they've been inspired when they were really young by us and the Clash and things like that. But it comes from a different well." When we started, punk to me was the Clash, the Sex Pistols, and the Buzzcocks over here in the United Kingdom. And in the United States, it was the Dolls, uh, talking about the New York Dolls, uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges, um, and the Ramones. Uh, we invented our style, just like the Clash did with their uh, and the Ramones did, but the bands that have come later, some of them you see uh, tend to just ape what went on before, where I'd rather them do their own thing a bit more with it. So, an end quote. So, even way back in 2003, Steve Diggle knew what was happening and was totally cool with it because he thought that being inspired by the generation that was before you does nothing but make your music better. Like you can, and then you can search back even further and draw inspiration from that. And it's just, it, it just builds upon itself and it builds upon itself. And with every generation, like, yeah, you may be a huge Ramones fan and you might write, a song that the Ramones could have written themselves, but you also really like green day. So you're going to incorporate some of that in there. And then you kind of are really into what machine gun Kelly is doing right now. So then you kind of just fuse it all together for something beautiful. And it's just exciting. 
Right. Exactly. <laughs> but um exactly. so yeah. Um why don't you continue there with the uh the comeback? So let's do yes, yeah, so let's talk about the comeback of this thing. Yeah. So one thing is for certain, Pop Punk never really died. As mentioned before, the pop punk subgenre underwent a lot of changes throughout its history. It became an underground sensation in the mid 2010s after the emo punk phase fizzled out, which is true. Yeah. Uh, with bands like the Winter Years, the story so far, the neck deep carrying the torch for the depressing pop punk, which mainly consisted of upbeat and happy sounding chord pro- progressions, all set in double time but filled up with some of the most depressing lyrics ever uttered into our microphone. And it's also true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and while these bands were um, kept in the dark lyrics, the sound has morphed into something more on the pop new wave sound side. Uh, but within the last year, it seems as if the as, as this strange turn of events has the pop punk flag flying higher yet again. So the this era that we you, you just mentioned, Wonder Years, Story So Far, Neck Deep, uh, probably mm, coming up on about eight years ago, I guess, is when I started to discover these types of pop punk bands. Right. Where it's not wearing your Hurley shirt and your uh, long baggy khaki shorts uh, and you know things like that. They took a lot of elements from hardcore bands, metalcore bands, and kind of turned them into a pop punk thing. So like they're happy sounding, but the lyrics are dark. Pr- and yes. it's, it's depressing. It's depressing pop punk. There was a whole subgenre of within the pop punk realm that was specifically for bands that wrote songs about being depressed. Right. And uh, the Wonder Years, Story So Far, Neck Deep, Seaway, all those guys did such a great job of making these songs that, for me personally, and I'm speaking for myself here, got me. It it was like, finally, there's lyrics out there that express how I feel right now, whether that's going through a breakup, whether that's going through changes in your home, um, whether that's... uh, just your just your anxiety and your depression kind of creeping in and just getting the best of you. There's lyrics out there. Finally, understand I, that that finally get me things that I want to say and I never knew how to put them into words are finally coming through the speakers. You know, like the Wonder Years especially. There was a lot of songs that I was just like, oh my god. So they're all right. <laughs> getting pressing here. Bear with me. There's a song on the. Uh, the Greatest Generation album by The Wonder Years came out in 2013. Uh, the last song on the album is called I Just Want to Sell Out My Funeral. Okay. And I felt like that song was, like you, the, right? was me yeah. because I did. Like I, I I went through a phase where I didn't care. I, I wasn't suicidal, but I didn't care right. if I was alive or I didn't, I didn't care if I was dead. And uh, I was just kind of apathetic about the whole yeah, thing. That's a bad place um, to be, man. But and it, it is, and it's a it's a really bad place. Yeah. But that I that song helped me kind of like, even if something was to happen to me and I died, um, yeah. I would want people to miss me, and I would want people to 
know to to have been proud of me or to know that I tried everything I could to make them proud. Right. And uh, that song meant a lot to me. And I was just like, this band gets me. And uh, they they had so many songs that came out, and a lot of other bands. Real Friends is another one. Uh, I think the the lead singer even quit the band because he was like, I've got to get this thing under control. <clears throat> And it comes through your music, you know, you artists express themselves. And uh, so it was coming through to music, but it was like the weirdest thing because it was happy sounding music with these really, really dark, depressing lyrics. Yeah. Um, and while I'm thankful that we had that time where, uh, you know, I felt like I, someone finally understood like kind of where I felt or how I felt. Um, I'm glad we're kind of away from that. We don't see as much right. of that depressing pop punk subgenre that's still around. Um, they're a little bit more optimistic. I feel like even in their newer music, all these bands, um, which is good. It, it's good. It, that shows progression and it shows it, it, that we're finally like figuring out a way to cope with everything. But what, what we're about to get into is this, this comeback that pop punk is making with the help of people like Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly. Yes. Perfect. Perfect combination. You know. I use a razor to take off the edge, jump off the ledge, they said. Take the laser, aim at my head, and paint the walls red, I said. I'm crazy, I'm off the meds, I'm better off dead, they said. I use a razor Man. It's good. Yeah, it you know, is. The whole album is so good. And I never thought I would ever say that because Machine Gun Kelly, while I didn't like dislike him, he wasn't my favorite artist in the entire world, if that makes any sense. That might be, yeah. Yeah, because he was uh, a rapper, right? First time. He was a rapper. So, and yeah. we talked about that on a, oh man, I'm that's for so long ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 We did a whole episode on bands like and rappers like switching from one genre to another. Right. And uh and that's what is that is exactly what he did. And, and I think um, it works out better for him, to, you know, this time around. Does. Yeah. He's he's taking this opportunity to like express himself because he yeah. was in all these bands but he just happened to get big as a rapper. Right. And so uh and he developed a friendship with Travis Barker forever ago. Yeah. And uh now they're working together and uh it's it's a really great thing that's happening. Um And and one thing that I will say I love rap you know, don't get me wrong, but I feel like yeah. rap is like a is like a like a genre. You can't really express all of your feelings. You know, like yeah. like what you're, and I think that pop, that punk and metal and all these other things, you can't express your feelings the way you envision them. Instead of yeah, you know, because I feel rap is not majorly one side, but it's mainly like um, what they went through in life. You know, right? You know, you can't really express. It like you can with punk with pop punk you know yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so cool so machine gun kelly uh as we just mentioned uh he teamed up with blink 182 drummer travis barker to release tickets to my downfall a genre swapping move from mgk that resulted in one of the best pop punk albums ever released in my opinion and i stand by that um it, I, I made the comment one, yeah. like that Machine Gun Kelly sounds more like Blink-182 than Blink-182 sounds like right now. And it's true. And that's good. And that's good because uh, I don't think Blink is, is like doing anything anymore. 
Are they're, they, they're still around. I mean, they've got Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio singing for right. them now. That's right, because uh, Tom is uh, dealing with, with alien stuff. Right? Yeah, Tom DeLong's out there saving the world from aliens. Yeah, and, <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, we've got Matt Skiba leading leading the charge there. But, yeah. you know, Blink-182 put out an album recently, uh, well, within the last two years, called Nine, that is really good. It's just it doesn't sound like Blink-182, um, and that's okay. Right. Uh, we'll get to that later too. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's funny because <laughs> I, I made the comment and the joke, and people are like, "No, yes, you're you're right. Like MGK sounds more like Blink One Eighty Two than Blink One Eighty Two sounds like right now." It does, yeah. So, um, and by the way, it debuted at number one on Ooh. the U.S. Billboard Two Hundred. Nice. Uh, Travis Barker and rapper Mod Son also helped make a short film about the album called Downfalls High, which I have not watched, but you can watch it for free on YouTube. Um, which features notable arts, uh, notable artists such as Lil Huddy, Jaden, um, which is the proper way to, I found out that's how you pronounce his name. The JXDN is, is pronounced Jaden. Okay, nice. And Ian Dior, uh, Dior, which is, that kid is doing wonders for this new wave of pop punk. And mm. I, I can't wait to talk about him too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, why don't you take this next one? Okay, so I'm rapper Trippy Red. Has, has released a rock album this year called Neon Shark versus Pegasus, produced by you guessed it, Travis Barker, right? <laughs> everybody, I mean, everybody loves that dude, you know. Yeah. Uh, so there's no denying Barker is a major player in this wave of pop punk, and it's overlapping with hip hop. And his uh, 2011 solo album, Give the Drummer Some. Featuring Pharrell Williams, Rick Ross, and Lil Wayne, who later toured with like when it is too. That was I, crazy, man. They did a mashup of a Millie and What's My Age Again. Oh no! The tour and it was so cool, and I was all for it, and I wanted to go to that show. And it was it was Blink One Eighty Two, Lil Wayne, and Neck Deep open for them, and mm. I was like, God, that's a good show. I've got to go see them. I never got a chance. So. And I, I hope to release that. That, that 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 song that you know that, that yes that. you can listen to it on spotify oh, nice. it's available as a single on spotify yes it's a mashup of a millie and what's my age again nice. it's wonderful yeah i want to definitely check it out yeah so um yeah he worked on eps by uh yellow wolf uh 03 greedo and nothing nowhere uh he also featured on songs by little nod x triple x tic tac what all right, so I can't, and I think this. I think he passed away okay. not too long. Yes, he did. Uh, this is the one that, that died not too long ago. XXX Tentacion is, is okay. how you pronounce his name. I had to ask my seventeen-year-old nephew how to pronounce his name. Tentacion. Um, uh, yeah, he helps me with all this stuff. He keeps me relevant. So that's, thanks that's, that's good. Uh, he doesn't listen to this, by the way. Right. That's and and Yeah. I uh, did success of tickets to my downfall. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to have caused a ripple effect amongst the alternative artists currently on the scene. Artists like Mindson and Youngblood have teamed up with pop punk pioneers such as Avril Lavigne and Goldfinger. Uh, and, and Goldfinger's frontman, John Fieldman, uh, for, for the recent songs. He produces a lot of, a lot of records right now, right? Yeah, he is, the, um, the, he is the definitely all over... Yeah. Um. What's happening, uh, with people's uh, with anybody? Everybody wants to work with 
John Feldman and Travis Barker right now. Yeah. And it's easy to see why. Like you, you listen to what's coming out. Right. And uh, it's it's just very evident. Yeah. Cool. 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 So, who can we thank for this pop punk revival? Oh, oh, before we get to that, can I can I mention something real quick too? Sure. And you're gonna laugh at me so hard. Okay. Um. So Olivia Rodrigo. Um. Which you know. Anybody who's up to date on pop music right now knows who I'm talking about. Um, we, I have no clue. <laughs> okay, so she's a singer, but she's also a Disney Channel or Disney, a Disney actress. She had, I think, she had a show on Disney Channel. I didn't watch the show, but we, me and Allie, have both been watching the High School Musical, the musical, the series okay. show that's on Disney Plus, <laughs> and it is really funny. Like we actually really like it. And um, so she's she's in this show and she released an album recently. And the other night we were over at Lee and Brian's house, uh, my brother-in-law, my sister, uh, pl- having a game night with him. And my nephew is playing just songs on his phone. Just he's kind of shuffling through Spotify. And the song comes up and I was like, this is this is this is good. This sounds like Avril Lavigne. And right. uh, he told me who it was. And I was like. Shut up! There's like no way, dude. So, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play you a clip of of her song "Good for You" and uh, uh, tell me what you think, okay? Yeah, that's not that that, uh, that that's not Avril. No, what, like it's it. I was <laughs> it's like, that dude, that's scary. I was like, man, what is happening with with me? This is pop. This is what they like. This is what the kids like. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? I'm into I'm into something that the kids like. A thirty year old, right? Like, yeah. You know, like I was like, this is it's crazy. Like how dare I? <laughs> yeah, we and we and I was like, oh man, this is great. And then me and Allie spent like the next day like listening to some of her stuff and checking out other songs that we heard. Right. Um. And like I, I had this conversation with my nephew while we were there, mm-hmm. and you know, over the past few years as he's grown up, you know, it's hard for me to feel like like I, I used to be the cool uncle, right? I right. like he 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 wanted to hang out with me all the time. And we always went to go see movies like Marvel movies and superhero movies and stuff together. Right. Um, he was never really into my music. Some of it he was like, he liked some sent my Ravens and some Embracing goodbye. And, you know, I told Casey that whenever we had Casey from embracing goodbye on the show. And uh, like, I used to play their song, sweet Jezebel and he'd rock out to it like in the back seat <laughs> and stuff. And he was a little kid, but you know, over the past few years, he's just got, he's, he's cool. Like he plays football in high school and whatever. And it's just, and, you know, I'm just uncle Blake. Right. Yeah. So he's talking, he's playing this music and I'm like, man, this is great. And we got to talking and we're talking about some of the artists that he, that he listens to. And he's like, he makes a comment. He's like, I, these, all these guys are working with Travis Barker. And, you know, I'm like, yes, I know. (laughs) know. And, And he knows, you know, just from, you know, growing up with me that Travis Barker is like my idol. Right. And, uh, you know, and I was like, yeah, like I, I know kind of what happened with him and MGK, but I know he's been working with other people, but I haven't really listened to the stuff because I just didn't know if I'd like it. And um, 
once I gave it a shot, like I, I really like it. So it was like a cool little like bonding thing that me and my nephew had that we just haven't had in a while, to be honest. And uh, I kind of missed that. So it was just special. And um, and it's cool to see what's happening because it's getting this new generation of kids who are, are to be honest with you, yeah. he's in high school. He's about to experience some stuff that he's never experienced before. His heart's going to get broken. Uh, he's going to experience angst and all this stuff. Like it's just something everybody, every teenager goes through, right? Every, everybody. And yeah. Yeah. Everybody. And you, you have to find a way to just kind of cope with it. Right. At the time, it's the worst thing that ever happened to you. And you got to figure out a way to make it through. A lot of us turn to music. That's what I did. I know that's what you did. Right. And we all have different things that we get into to kind of help us with that. So if pop punk can be this, or even if it's in this new form can be this way for someone like my nephew that can make can figure out how to get through it, right? Um, then I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful for that tra- that Travis Barker is leading the charge of what's happening now. So, who can we thank for this pop punk revival? We're finally got there, Jim. Travis Barker. I'm, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> because yes, we can thank Travis Barker. Yes, we can thank MGK. Yes, we can thank John Feldman and Avril Lavigne. But more importantly, we can thank. TikTok. Um, and here's why. So in the past year, pop punk has made its comeback, but with the help of some unlikely forces. The first of those forces are hip hop crossovers, as we mentioned before, which have propelled pop punk to the top of the charts. I'm telling you, these songs are on the radio. They're at the top of the charts. And for the first time in forever, pop punk is relevant. So uh, 24K Golden which I found out how I had to look up how to pronounce his name too. Okay. <laughs> um, and Ian your single mood, which is, Oh my God, that song is great. Um, blended elements. The first time I ever heard that song was on the radio too. And I was like, this is freaking good, man. Yeah. Um, blended elements of pop punk and hip hop and went number one on the alternative airplay chart. Uh, and then all time low, a pretty classic pop punk band, uh, got their first number one single with their, uh, with their song monsters, uh, which featured hip hop star black bear. Um, a remix featuring Demi Lovato also reached number 18 on the top 40. But there's another major factor bringing pop punk back, uh, and it's causing a lot of change in the music industry. TikTok has been uh, revitalizing hits from the 2000s and the 2010s, many of them scene staples like 303's Don't Trust Me. You remember that one? She right, wants to yeah. touch me. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paramore's All I Wanted, and All Time Low's Dear Maria Count Me In. Great mm, pop yeah, punk song. Yeah. Uh, it's also bolstered newer songs like I miss having sex, but at least I don't have, to, uh, at least I don't want to die anymore. <laughs> by, uh, <laughs> pop punk adjacent band water parks. They're great. I've really gotten into them recently. Um, who didn't even release a track as a single and have subsequently signed to hip hop label 300 entertainment. Interestingly mm. enough, um, another guy we're going to talk about a good bit, young blood, uh, whose work combines elements of pop and punk with other genres frequently collaborates with machine gun Kelly and Travis Barker. Um, and his song parents went viral on TikTok earlier this year. Um, young blood's kind of been all over the place. So he's got a solo stuff. He's doing stuff with MGK and Travis Barker. He's also been featured in a really great comeback song. I feel for bring me the horizon on a song Ooh. called a that he's featured on. That is, great it's heavy it's got a breakdown it's got growling and bass drops and the the whole thing it's it's wonderful and he does a great job on it right um tiktok also minted some new stars uh you have Jaden, um 
are written as JXDN, but it's uh, Jaden Hostler, um, who was already known primarily as a TikTok influencer before releasing his own music. Uh, He also landed on pop punk as his genre of choice, influenced by emo rap and artists uh, across the spectrum, such as Blink-182 and All Time Low. Uh, Do you remember when emo rap kind of had a thing like a few years ago? I remember it. I don't remember the whole emo rap phase. Yeah, I, but but I yeah, but I do I I I have, I have heard of it. It was it was kind of like so Lil Pump R.I.P. He, he oh yeah yeah. yeah um I think Lil Xan uh I think that was another one of those guys um and yeah, uh, yeah that genre didn't really last forever did it it, it, it was kind of strange and went, yeah but you know where I think that came from and probably what kind of helped this king this thing kind of chug along a little bit. Post Malone being such a huge rock guy and yeah. him playing in metalcore bands when he was in high school and him being very outspoken about like he loves this type of music and um and he's got no shame in it. There's a video of him like several years ago where he was uh like singing in a day to remember song like backstage at one of his shows, yeah. things like that. Yeah. So um but anyway, uh so uh he's also had help from Travis Barker, who assigned uh Jaden to his label DTA Records. Um, Barker produced fellow TikTok star turned musician Nessa Barrett. Uh, her early Avril Lavigne style, La Di Die, uh, which also features Jaden. So here's another thing we're going to see. These artists like to work together. They're right. all oh, featured yeah. on each other's songs. MGK, right. Blackbeard, uh, yeah. Travis Barker, Youngblood, Ian Dior, all those guys. They, they're they all circled around in the same group um, and in their music videos. And it's just, it's great. Um, so TikTok is good at two things that are helping bring pop punk back nostalgia and promoting subcultures. So TikTok's nostalgia machine, uh, caused its hits of the past to go viral among a new generation. For example, Fleetwood Mac, you got the guy that's riding down the skate. He's riding on the skateboard, drinking the, uh, cranberry juice, yes. uh, playing Fleetwood Mac in the song. Right. right? So yeah, like yeah. whole new generation of kids that like love that song now. Um, and then you have the ardent monkeys, uh, so pop punk has always been uh, always had a strong diehard fan base, despite not being part of a mainstream pop culture in the past decade. In many cases, those fans have proved they're willing to show up in real life beyond TikTok. Um, MGK recently played an in-person show to 5,500 people, mm. uh, drawing mixed reactions due to the ongoing pandemic. But whatever, we're not going to get into yeah, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on TikTok, users uh, sort their content into subculture. Uh, subcultures using tags and TikTok serves that content uh, to a wide audience, allowing them to gain a following and eventually go viral. It's the combination of hip hop and TikTok that are largely responsible for bringing pop punk into the spotlight again. TikTok is an audio driven app. Users take sound bites from other posts and use them in their own videos and users can search for other videos uh, that use that audio. TikTok also enables users to mash up, splice, or add to sound and video clips. Right. It's sampling and remixing, um, but in an audiovisual form. So it's no surprise that it comes it be uh, that it becomes a musical launching pad for that hip hop and genre blending music that have found a natural home on that app. Um, and it's it's just cool to see, man. This is this is exciting to like for people to finally like understand like what I enjoyed about it for right. so long, you know? Yeah. So after reading all of this, 
Are we still not going to download the app and, and just look at it? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. No, I'm good. I, <laughs> okay. I'll let the young generation continue to, to use TikTok. I'm good. I'll pass on it. I'll wait for my niece to be like, Uncle Blake, you got to watch this funny video. And I'll be like, that's great. Thank you for showing that. <laughs> but, um, I'm still not gonna, but, but I'm still not going to download it. <laughs> All right. Again, man, I'm not interested in anything on TikTok, and TikTok is not interested, interested in me whatsoever. So I'm well, good. how do you know that? Um, but I'm, they I, might love you, man. You know, you, you're right. You're right. Why am I doubting myself? Yeah. Why am I not working on becoming the next viral TikTok star, becoming an influencer? What am I doing? See, okay, so let me add, let me tell you something about viral videos. You never know when that's going to happen, you know? Uh, it's true. Because before Facebook shut me down, for reasons I still can't, I'm, I'm still upset with you, Facebook, for that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, be, uh, so uh, so I uploaded a video of uh, Tyler Williams singing a country song with his friend, mm-hmm. and he's and he's a a, a a blind man with with CP, and that went viral. I had no idea that it was you know, and and that made you know, and that made it rounds like a million times, a, a million views. That's I have saw it. So yeah, you know, you could you could blow up on TikTok, man. Never I mean, know. you could be the next. Big thing, you know. It's a total shot in the dark, and it you is. have no idea what's going to happen. And uh, so it it's cool, but it's scary. I mean, if you if your life depends on trying to make it as a influencer, which I believe there's like a reality show where they put all these kids together in a house, or I don't know. Right. It seems like I saw something about that, and I was like, whatever. I'm, I'm <laughs> right. that, but yeah. Um, you know, I just wanted to see Floyd Mayweather knock out. Logan Paul and none of us got what we wanted. So right, good. So, so <laughs> um, whether you want to take this first one, and I'll, I'll I'll close with that last paragraph there. Okay, uh, let me go back here for a minute. Yes. So hopefully this time around, pop punk learns and learns to adapt instead of indulge itself too heavy too heavily on its own styles. With the help of Travis Barker. Building in new artists into the sound. Big names like All Time Low, Paramore, Link 182, and Avril Lavigne. Working with names outside the scene. And such as new talents such as Meet Me at the Altar and Pink Shift. Approaching the front lines, charging for change. And pop punk, the future of this genre is looking bright. Yep, and whether pop punk is back on its feet, perhaps just the newest fad, or the beginning of something new altogether, who can say? But one thing's for sure, if you're a big fan of the genre or have been in the past, these artists are breathing a new life into it with their music. And who knows? They may have something you may like, uh, and as fans, that's reason enough to celebrate. I know I'm definitely celebrating. Yeah. I'm thankful, and uh, it's been it's it's been a big part of um, my music taste for so long. And it just never went away, and I never grew out of it. And I'm thankful that I didn't, and I probably never will. Um, you know, uh, the 20th anniversary—we just had the 20th anniversary of Blink 182's "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." Yeah, and it is still as good today as it was 20 years ago. All those songs still hold up, and uh, I think they did a lot for the pop punk genre as a whole, Travis Barker is doing a great job of holding it together and like breathing new life into it with, uh, teaming up with, and that's what I meant to, that's what I'm coming back to from earlier. If you would have told me 20 years ago that 
pop punk would fizzle out, but then make a comeback, and it would be thanks to which back then, I, I mean, we didn't even yeah, have MySpace. Yeah, right, like, yeah. I wouldn't have known what you were even talking about. But with the help of a social media platform and hip-hop, I mean, it, who would have expected Who would have thought, and, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm glad that we're here, though. It's exciting to watch. Um, there's a there's a cool uh, podcast and YouTube channel called uh, the MBA, I believe is what it's called, uh, podcast or whatever, Punk Rock MBA or something like that. And uh, he did a whole episode on Machine Gun Kelly and kind of, you know, the, the collaborations with Travis Barker and kind of what's happening with music now. And he created a playlist on Spotify called Pop Punk is Back. And I listened to it while I was at the gym today. And I I mean, it's just I, a song would come up. I pulled my phone out and I'd favorite it and go back yeah, to what I was doing. Exactly. And it exactly. over and over. And it was just new, new artists out there right. nothing nowhere eden dior uh 24k golden like I, I was just i kept liking stuff and yeah. i was like this is great man mod sun's got some good stuff yeah. and uh young blood is doing doing his thing out there man and it's just it's it's cool it's cool well, I'm, see, I'm, for, I'm, I'm here for it yeah well for me it seems like um i'm not sure if you um well you probably even know this because you, you're a music lover just to me Shazam is the best app created known to man. I think because yes. every oh, time man. I get in, I every time I get in the car, I'm like, well, I wonder what that is. Oh wait, let's let's Shazam it. I do that Shazam? like I do it like like five times, six times, seven times, yeah. nine times a day. You know, yeah. Even got, if I'm in the car going going to work, you know, I you know, yep. I Shazam it up. So yeah, it's uh, hey Siri, what's the name of this song? <laughs> right, you know? yeah. And then yeah, you, Siri you, you're hoping you. and yeah. Oh, as Siri starts to oh yeah freak out listen bit. yeah so uh so we thank oh. everybody for listening to the hundred and first episode of our awesome and amazing show when workshop music speaks uh please uh share this with your friends families dog cats because they like music too uh babies babies you know love to hear music too so share babies them with love them. it yeah Play, babies love Pantera played at full volume yes science yes. science is proven science. So we're available on all podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts. So make sure you please leave a rating and a review as it, as it helps us. And and for if you want to see this podcast grow, um, you know, please once again leave us a rating and review. And you can follow us on all all of our social media accounts, including but not limited to. Instagram at When Words Fail Podcast. Facebook at WWFMS Podcast. We're on Twitter at When Words Fail MS. You can contact us on email, When Words Fail Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can see all of our interviews um, and and reactions on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash When Words Fail Music Speaks. And of course, above all else, Please visit our website, which is whenwordsfailmusicspeaks.com. Yes, and you can follow me and uh, and uh, the show on the Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is Blake underscore Mosley, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y. That's also my Twitter handle. Uh, follow me on there for really spaced out tweets that uh, are sometimes lyrics to songs, and then sometimes they're just uh, thoughts that I have in my head while I'm in the shower. 
Um, and then you can also go to my YouTube. It's uh, youtube.com slash Mosley with three Y's, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y-Y-Y. Uh, check out my drum playthroughs that I'm doing of songs at church right now. Um, trying to get that up and running and, and uh, getting some more views on that and then uh, would like to see that grow as well. Yes. Um, but yes, uh, James, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for listening to the show. And uh, just remember, when words fail, use the tweets. See ya. <laughs>